Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with Jake M. I was going to say JB, and then I said Why Jake you M. say Jake Squared? Uh, welcome back, Jake Squared, everybody. This is the podcast where we, Jake Squared, is there, you go. there you go. We hope to give insight into our entrepreneur mindset, our lifestyles, and hopefully finding a balance between business and life. And some friends, friends and family. Friends and family. And we got a good friend today. We have a great friend today. Everyone, this is going to be Nico Nicholson, episode number 11, I believe. Sounds it's good. It's a it's a huge mile marker. Nico? I'm 1-1, one, one, baby. Welcome to the show, brother. One squared. Jake no, squared. Number one squared. No, I like it. <sighs> That's actually really good. Somebody yeah. write that down. Write that down. Somebody, somebody write Take that notes. down. Take notes. All right. Well, we were going to jump into this, and then uh, as we do for all of our guests, we kind of give everyone a, a little intro into uh, you know podcasting, putting on the headset, talking on the microphone. We had a great little conversation. I got nervous. We were going to record it, so now I'm going to do this, and we're going to jump into it. Men... Jake Brown, you do this. Nico, you and I do not. You are peeing and you flush the toilet in hopes to flush when you stop peeing? Yeah, it's got to match up. So, so please so, explain this to me because yeah, I still so think this is like... you're like, all right, I'm going to finish in like 15 seconds. I know it takes my toilet 15 seconds to flush and fill the tank. By the time I'm done peeing, it should be flush filled and I can, you know... Wait, but then you would still have pee shake if it, it filled all the way up. Not necessarily. It dilutes itself. But you shake it three times, four or five, maybe six, depending on the weather outside. And then you walk out and you're good to go, but you got to match it up. It's just like, all right, 15 seconds. But the other day, peed too long. I flushed it. It filled. Everything was good. And then I was still peeing. And I'm like, now nah, I got a double flush. What are the statistics on that? What do you, <laughs> you think, know, I like? haven't looked into it. I, I Literally, there's probably like negative 1% of men do this, except for, I guess, your brother does this. He's, so, a, he's an odd one, but... I mean, so it's Jake, so I guess that kind of So, so, so literally, together. in this room, we know... So it's like... Every do the math. one out of three men do it. Yeah, thirty-three percent. Yeah, that's pretty damn solid. <laughs> yeah, math people. That's, that's that's a public education. Yeah, I went to public school. I, I still, I still think this is try super it when you weird. get home, and no. then I want you to call me because then if it fills all the way up, but I'm still peeing, I have to flush again. Well, yeah, that's why you got to time it. Why wouldn't you just pee and then when you're done, you flush the toilet? Because it's not a game. What? You got to make everything a competition. A competition for who? You're <laughs> the only one peeing. Yeah, I'm always winning. Except the other day yeah, when I lost. What? The competition. Of what? The P game. Dear it's a God. thing. Try it when you get home. Call me. Let me know. Nico. I'll videotape it. Try. He will videotape <laughs> it. He's like a Kyle Hansen. He will send you anything that happens in the bathroom. 100%. I think Just I'm going to change my phone it. number. Do you have my phone number? I it's do. on now? Snapchat. Shit. So it doesn't matter where your phone number is. We're not Snapchat friends. So we're safe. The night is still young. (laughs) The night is still young. All right, everyone, let's get into this because this is a business entrepreneur podcast-ish type of uh, mentality. Um, Nico, welcome to the show. I know we kind of just uh, went on a little ramble there, but... uh, Thanks for having Welcome. me. Welcome. I'm actually very excited to to have you on board. I know me and Jay kind of talked about this before. you know, you do have a uh, an entrepreneur mindset for sure. Uh, but the cool thing about you, not just because you've done so much already in such a short span, but you essentially have built a business for somebody from the ground up. Correct. Yeah. So it's a very unique situation. It gives us a very uh, unique perspective on, you know, somebody who's actually built a business from the ground up, became very successful um, without actually owning a portion of the business. And I guess before we get into that, Jake Brown points this out every time because I definitely go down rabbit holes. But why don't you explain to, you know, my seven family members, Dale, our uh, financial advisor who yeah, listens. We should have 11 total people, all of our guests that yeah. have been on here. That's Every true. new person. I, yeah. We got Vince. Hopefully my little brother listens to this. So for, I guess, 11 people. Should we do like, what you do in your weekly updates and put like a questionnaire? Text me your favorite color 
when you listen to this. That's actually pretty good. So, and then we can see how many people. What happens if nobody texts back? Then nobody listened. <laughs> okay, well, I hate you all. It's pretty simple. <laughs> you better text me. My Uncle Scott will text me. He's pretty good at that. He is pretty we good. We like him. Um, why don't you explain how you know Jake Squared? Go all the way back to the high school days. Think, we'll let you tell the story because think Jake thinks back. I make stuff oh, man. up. So. I think I met Jake first. And, Which one? Uh, There's two of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who are we talking? <laughs> Jake you're right. Brown we do have first. to videotape this so when you're pointing, Actually, people know. I got a good story. So first time I met Jake Brown. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard this. I'm, oh, I'm so excited. Nervous. I think you kind of remember this. So Jake Brown came to our uh, middle school and we were doing flag football. Sunrise? Yeah. Okay. And we were doing flag football. And I think you're one of the coaches for the other team. And you pretty much recruited me to go to Paradise Valley. I wasn't even going to go to Paradise Valley. Really? I was going to go to Horizon. And because all my dumb friends went to Horizon. And you, you kind of recruited me to go play football at, at uh, PV because of how, I guess, athletic I was uh, on the, the, the field. That is awesome. I don't remember that, but that's the it's best a, story I've heard. It kind of does sound like ago. something you would do too. It's a long time ago. It, it's, yeah. I mean, we just talked about it, but that's. I mean, I've been graduated for 12. Do the math. So Dude, and here's, and here's we're the, looking at 62 years. <laughs> and here's the worst part, too. So, like, I remember those, like, 7th and 8th grade days where I was in flag football. I don't know why, but I was so athletic. And then I went to PV football freshman year. Well, you, <laughs> And I got smashed. It's because you had people like Jake who literally looked like he was a 20-year-old kid playing football oh, at yeah. the age of 16. I know. So you were athletic all through high school. Was, what, yeah. what do you mean were? He still is. He still is. See, you see now this man he, play volleyball? Yeah, he's a Frisbee pro. Um, hey, okay. It's we'll get it. Golf. Shh. It's not Frisbee. No, 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 no. I got your back. Yeah, Don't you fucking worry about that. Yeah. There's one. Um, f- it's disc I'm going to punch yep. you in the disc if you don't <laughs> shut up. So <laughs> in high school, you were an amazing track runner. Correct. So you yeah. did cross country. You ne- did, Never you cross did, country. Okay, so I, you did track and you were 800, right? I, or I did, 400. I did a couple things. I did 400, 800. I did triple jump, long jump, but the best sport I did was the best not sport. Best thing I did was a uh, long jump. Okay. Yeah. So I did, but I, the reason why I was so athletic is I was doing track since I was, I think seven or eight years old. And then I was doing swim since I was seven to eight years old as well. So I just grew up doing different athletic swimming, uh, basketball. I mean, I wasn't good in high school, but I did basketball. I did. Is anybody really good with basketball in high school? Oh my god! If Our you, friends were you. Yeah. If you ask, not, not any of us. Chad but. Parker. Oh man, we got to get Chad Parker on this thing. We do. If you'd ask him <laughs> how I tried out for the basketball team, and PV is the laughing stock of no way. I swear. So like, I was I was athletic, and I I I didn't play basketball since I don't know like three or four years before that, it was just straight track. And so I tried out for the basketball team and I think I didn't take it seriously. And I tried to do a layup from like where the free throw line is. And I totally missed and looked like an idiot. And the coach just shook my head. He's like, thanks for coming out. <laughs> and, just on the spot. And all Jake, uh, Chad Potter remembers was me just going, woo. <laughs> thanks, thanks coach. And that was it. Was, like, was that coach or Doug Moore still coaching freshman? I, I didn't even introduce um, myself to him, so I don't even know. Okay, because Doug Moore was our freshman basketball coach. I, I don't think – I think he stopped after – Okay, he stopped after us? Or the year after. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think he liked me too much because – Well, because you tackled people. Shut up. <laughs> I hated basketball so much. Oh, yeah. But 
with Coach Yanis, he was like, you got to play 17 sports when you're in high school. And so it's like, all right, here's football seasons. Football seasons end. You got to go straight into basketball. Okay, mm-hmm. basketball, and then you got to go straight into track. Yep. Track ends, all right, badminton starting. So I went straight to basketball and didn't want to play. I, When it comes to basketball, I'm the most unathletic person known to man. I'm not good I can't. Either. I can't dribble a ball for the life of me. I thought I could shoot once until, like, Jake told me, like, dude, you got to stop. You are so bad. And I thought I was real good because I'd do, like, fadeaways and kick my feet in the air. And he's like, I kicked someone, and that's, like, three or four different times. Literally, like, three times in a row. Because he, he just leads back and just kicks, like, straight out kicks his leg. That's like, the defensive thing. I'm like, thing. dude, I watched, Steve it worked. Nash, it, I watched Steve Nash for years. Yeah, but he actually, like, jumped back. You just jumped straight in the air and then kicked your foot out. Did it go in? No. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. <laughs> I scored three total points my freshman year. That's like me in football. I have three total yards. So he sent in, I thought he sent in a whole new lineup of whatever. And so I ran off the court and sat on the sidelines. And he's like, we only have four out there. And I'm like, somebody better get out there. It's not me. <laughs> Jake, did I pull you out? He's like, mm, I didn't hear my name, but I came out with them. So, well, until you hear your name, do you even want to play? I'm like, not really. I'm a, I'm a, I'm good coach. So you're done. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sit here. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And Damn. Yeah. So I sucked at basketball, but he kept you on the team. Yeah. I again. How? I was a freshman at five ten, one hundred ninety five, two hundred pounds. Yeah. And I was so not mo- that. most I was freshmen were. Dude, was I? Yeah. Most freshmen were five six, five seven. I so was five foot, dude. You had Tyree and I, same height, same weight on the team, and so he's like, "All right, you're my low man," and I'm like, "I." Suck at basketball, and I don't really enjoy this at all. Big boy going. Yeah, big boy. <laughs> he I'm did. Like, he was the center. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't even know what it was. But I remember it was against North Canyon, and uh, they went to throw a pa- pass. Yeah, it's a pass. And I went <laughs> Jesus, to block it, and I stole it, and I started running down the court. I'm like, fast break, here we go. And then this jackass from the other team just stood in the middle of the freaking court, just hands over its crotch and just stood there straight up and down. I lowered my fucking shoulder and I ran his ass over. He flew back maybe eight feet. I'm like, that's how we do it. And then they're like, that's a foul. And I'm like, bullshit. That's not a foul. Are you kidding me? I think he, he actually stood, got a technical Get the foul. replay in there. Yeah. He, he stood in my way. Yeah. I was like, I had the fast break. You can tell you're a football player for that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was dumb. Well, that's, But he tried hard. That's the that's how our, uh, first time I met Jake. Yeah. That's awesome. Either Jake, not you, Jake. Brown. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I met me pointing at the other Jake Jake. Yeah, no, nobody can see that still, but it's that one over there, over yonder. And then Jake Morrow, huh? Because we didn't really talk in high school at all. Because I didn't. didn't really, I didn't play sports. I played baseball. Uh, basketball was freshman year. I played football, basketball, baseball freshman year. Mm-hmm. Then it was basketball, baseball sophomore year, and then junior year was just baseball. And then senior year, I just rode motorcycles. I didn't play. Yeah, any sports. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. In high school, I knew of you. Yeah. And that was it. I saw you, but I don't think we ever, like, had and the same, like, friend group. And it was, like, the different years. Mm-hmm. But then after high school. Dude, it was, it was I can't even tell you, like, how our relationship started. Because it, w- it was, like, so quick mm-hmm. that we became, like, such a high level of friendship. It, it Instantly. I think it was one of the times, like, I don't know, I went with somebody to play volleyball with you and your group. No. And then we were on the same team and instantly just clicked. It was. It, it was just like and one. We smashed. But it we was like, killed. It, you're right, though. It was like super quick because yeah. I'd be like, hey, what are you doing? Hanging out with Nico. I'm like, oh, 
Okay, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm, I'm hanging out with Nico. I'm like, what the f- this fucking Dude, guy I, just told my best I, friend. And I couldn't even go back and remember. Like, I was like, it was volleyball. Man, this one's so, you're right. Yeah, it was volleyball. Because I remember I've been like, wow, this kid's cool. Like, I've never actually hung out. Because I knew George. I knew Chris. Yeah. I knew of them, right? I yeah. still didn't. We didn't interact that much. And then me and you just instantly, like, we probably kicked ass at volleyball. And then mm-hmm. just, well, Nico was really good. Ass yeah. at Nico we, was really good. I we took, I'm really good at taking credit for one, other people. One man team. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Nico spikes it. I'm like, yeah, that's right, suckers. That's my teammate. <laughs> that's one my, point for us. My yeah. wife would say that yeah. it's like a one man team, Nico being a jerk about it. Yeah, so but you were really you were better than a lot of other people. Most everyone else. So on the- that was kind of my joke because I sucked at volleyball too, right? So I'm really not good at any sport. But when <laughs> I used to come hard. play volleyball with you guys, what was that every Monday through Sunday? Dude, um, we played, played a lot of volleyball. Wow. Yeah, so I would go and then I'd get like a shitty team, and I'm like, nobody's hitting. So <laughs> well, then, no one picked you. Yeah. Well, it's because Nico's usually captain, and then there was like one other good person, so they were so, just picking the good people. So then I was just screaming one man team, and I would just <laughs> would run, run around front of and just yeah. hit everything I possibly could, start diving, and then I invited my now wife to one of them, and she <gasps> played. College oh volleyball. It was like towards the very end. Yeah, where she, she played college she volleyball and, and high school volleyball, and so I started doing this one man team. She's like, "You never do that again in front of me," <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "Well, don't suck." <laughs> Dude, I didn't know she played college. Yeah. She played at Scottsdale. Yeah, um, ah, court. Who cares? Yeah. Court, right? College is college. Or is there a different uh, court and sand? There is court and sand, but there, she played court. There's a huge difference. So I play. I try to play court with Freddie at his church. Mm-hmm. I had to literally buy knee braces. Because really? of how much I dove in the sand. Because oh, in sand, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. easy. First day I went, didn't have knee braces. And I'm like playing my heart out. And yeah. I I try to bump it. And I get on my knees to because I had to go low. Oh. Worst decision I ever made in life. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not playing for the rest of the day. And then the, my Freddie, Freddie was like, I need you to go buy knee braces. We need you to come back. I was like, Knee braces. <laughs> oh yeah, the back proper equipment. Now that is in my glove box. <laughs> I have knee braces in my glove box. See, but you used to be able to jump pretty high in the sand, so I can only imagine you yeah. on court. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. My titties would be over the net. <laughs> like, you used to be really freaking good yeah. at that, dude. Yeah. I remember. Oh my god, that's why he asked me to come back because when I spiked the ball, it would go straight down, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. But. Then I couldn't do it. I'd rather put sand all day. Yeah. Just to dive. Yeah. Because your your freaking hips hurt. You're hitting everything on ground. I'm like, this is not fun. No, not at all. So I stopped playing that. And I feel like most people that end up sliding on the court instead of like diving, like what we used to do. They literally practice falling in court. Oh, really? They have a full session on how to fall. Yeah. And so big fat dudes like you and I, like if we jump and fall, like we're breaking an elbow. Somebody's going to tear an ACL. Oh, 100%. You got rug burn everywhere. And then rug burn from a court. Yeah, you never know what Dude, happens. Dude, oh, okay. it hurts. It's worse than turf. It's like, see, court burn. See, mm-hmm. shut your gut in. I don't, rug burn from the court. I, that didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Like I've never played. If it's bad, mm-hmm. it maybe looks. we should go right now. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We this is kind of like here. a court. Like yeah, a, we, we're here. flooring in here. All right, you jump and lay down. I first want to see you fall. No, I'm just. We're just gonna pull you. And it's like, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so get get naked, and we're gonna pull you around this floor. It's a little cold in here. Well, happens. Move me close to the heater. heater. I was saying, move, <laughs> move me close to the heater. All right, so and then we'll do this. <laughs> that's the heater. That's like the size of my wiener. That's that's huge. Yeah, and it's yeah. also from like the '30s. So, <laughs> all right. First off, I don't need it all day long. I just needed to give me a little heat it's because it's literally it been on all day long. So it just no, when I, I came in here at eight a.m., it was on. No, I turned it off earlier. It I, I literally I, when Nico walked in, it was yeah, off, and I said, "Hey, on. is it getting colder in here again?" He. Turned it off like three minutes before you got here so he could say that in the podcast. So dramatic. Anyways. All right. So 
you met me, you met Jake. Mm-hmm. Where, so tell us about business life. Okay. Um, what are you doing now? Kind of what got you there? And then we'll kind of go from there. But what what got you to, I think you're doing brokerage stuff or? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in logistics. I'm a, I'm a freight broker, technically what it's called. Um, but my, what I've done in my life is, you know, I was first in um, uh, restaurants, in the back end of restaurants. So I have a really good um, customer service backing. Um, so that's why David loved my customer service backing. He kept asking me, hey, Nico, I want you to work for me. Come and work at this restaurant. I was like, no, I don't want to. You know, I have a really good job. He's like, and David's the owner. David is the owner. Cool. And David's the one of my really good friends from high school. Okay. That you guys know. And so he's like, come work for the restaurant. I was like, no, I've never worked in a restaurant. I've never done anything like that. He's like, well, you worked at In-N-Out. And you were there for like five years. And I was like, it's totally different. Like, I've never served a table in my life. So the good thing is my brother was a server. So I literally went to his work one day and I was like, teach me. And so one night I just... You just kind of shadowed him? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. He didn't shadow nothing. Oh, no? Go take care of that table. I was like, fuck. What do I say? He's like, here's the menu. Give him the menu. I mean, you've been to a restaurant, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, just do it. I was like, okay. That's pretty cool, actually. It is cool. But it reminded me the first time snowboarding. David took me to go snowboarding. Never learned it in my life. Took me to the freaking double black diamond. Hey, pushes me down the freaking (laughs) mountain. I took two hours to get down there. So it's the same thing. So my brother's like, just go do it. So first day I did... uh, uh, a serving job with my brother. I was like, this is not bad. I like it. I like customer service. I like making people happy. I was like, all right. So I went to work for him as, at his restaurant and I was a server for like maybe like three weeks. He's like, hey, do you want to be a manager? I was like, I would love to be a manager. Every position I ever want to be in, I just want to move up. Mm-hmm. You, I, I, I can't be stagnant. Yep. Yep. So asked me to be a manager. So I've been a front house manager. I've never done that in my life too. So now I got to train servers. I got to drain bartenders. I got to learn how to bartend. And I'm like, fuck, so now I got to learn how to bartend. So I learned how to bartend. So everything I do, I just try to do it full force. Cause if you're not going to do it full force, you need to leave. So oh, there you go. What sucks about it is that the restaurant closed down and it comes to me. He's like, Hey, you want to be in logistics? I'm like, what the fuck is logistics? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Trucking. I'm like, okay, I know what trucking is. I see trucks all the time. He's like, do you want to do it? I was like, no. I don't want <laughs> smart to do man yeah. smart man I was like I don't I've never done it in my life and I don't want to he's like well just for the next two months we'll see how it goes you know I'll pay you still because obviously the restaurant broke down but I, I want to pay you I was like okay cool so let's do it so we started training on how to open up a trucking company for the next two months and so we were going to open up a trucking company all three of us there was me David and the um, general manager Erwan because obviously he was out of a job now too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was us three. So we decided on getting uh, a MC number and a DOT number. Those are the two things you need for a trucking company. Yep. And we were going. How many phone calls did you get per day when you applied for your <laughs> DOT number? Uh, it wasn't my phone number. Okay. okay. So we've played pranks on each other where we actually applied for DOT numbers. Let's be clear. Else let's, let's, stuff. let's be clear. You and Gene have played pranks. And as soon as you put somebody's number in to apply for a DOT, you get probably 300 phone calls a day. Is, is it worse Dude, than it, insurance? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I, I literally, the, when I started getting phone calls, I literally reached out to him and Gene when we were doing the Amazon stuff. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? What's happening? And they just start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, not like literally I answered the first couple because we always had our phones. We always answered random phone yep. calls because most of the time it's one of our employees. Something's to. going on. So we answered. So I was answering all these phone calls and they're asking me all these questions about one of the businesses <laughs> or one of the sides we just opened. I'm like, what? I don't want to buy fire extinguisher. Stop <laughs> calling me. Like, and these guys just started 
dying laughing. I'm like, you <laughs> sons of bitches. That's, that's best prank. Yeah, it, so do it. <sighs> like, that's in, go dude. home and just apply for a DOT number and just your most hated person you've ever met before. Just apply, I, put their phone number in. I just Literally, got you'll hit today. submit. Yeah, thanks. Um, dude, <laughs> I'll change my phone number tonight. <laughs> yeah, you and me both block. Hit everyone. submit, and then within seconds, they're getting a phone call. Like, hey, the first you phone call. You want to buy cones? You want to buy uh, safety equipment? You want to buy fire, fire extinguishers? All the sh- the yeah. first phone call is literally six in the morning. And, and then it'll stop to like nine o'clock at night. I'm I like, what so the? Pissed. I was so mad. What if you never told him? Like his whole life, he'd be thinking like, "The fuck happened that day, <laughs> dude?" I was, <laughs> but it goes. So it, it's, it's a lot the long. first day, but <laughs> it, it goes for weeks. So it oh. it shortens. They're not as many, but you still get so many phone calls. Like it, it's the worst. Please continue. Um, MC. So yeah, so we got a DOT, we got an MC number, and we all decided on to put a down payment for a truck. We're all going to buy a truck. One single truck. No, one each. Oh, one each. Okay. We're all going to buy a truck each until we found out how expensive a truck is. Mm-hmm. It's like 270000 mm-hmm. But then you don't know because you've never been in a trucking company, so you don't know what a good truck is to a bad, but also you want to buy a used truck. How do you know what a good used truck is? Yeah. So that scenario, it's like it was, that's when we started hitting a dead end. It's kind of getting scary. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know what happened, but David got in contact with a person that had a trucking company and he had four trucks and he was going to go out of business. And so David and him talked and they made an agreement. And so we helped him with this trucking company. So him and David did a partnership. So me and Erwan was left out. Why were we left out? Because obviously we didn't have money to put in, which mm-hmm. makes sense. How we were going to make our money on the back end was we were going to buy trucks later and put it into the fleet. And we were going to make money that way. Nice. So I was like, okay, cool. In, in the future, I'll buy my own truck. I'll put it in there. It's going to make me around $2,500 a month because I already know how to do the maintenance and the, all, the, all the fees all associated. Mm-hmm. So I started working as a, um, uh, a dispatcher for a trucking company. Uh, I started, was this David's trucking company or it, a random right trucking now, company? It's a David's trucking company. Okay, but when you started, was it just a random trucking company or was it I David's? Did, we were going to... By because we opened up an MC number, so yeah, that yeah. means the company is ours. Yep, and it was called Blue Stallion. That's what the company was called, and it was going to be our company, and we're all going to put uh, our three trucks into that company. But we found that dead end that we couldn't find trucks. Mm-hmm. So David and uh, this guy named Paul, they inv- uh, David invested money into that company. It's called XXII Century. It's a trucking company. And so David... That's who you started working for. And that's who I started working for. Yeah. So he put money into the company and uh, raised money so he can put some more capital into it and buy some more trucks and things like that. Um, I don't know how David found him, but it was lucky because this guy was going out of business. He was paying his employees insane amount of dollars. Let me give you the perspective. What The job I was doing for $8.50 a week... Was the same guy doing for three thousand a week? Oh damn! I want to work for that guy. Yeah, you and me both. I don't want to work for that guy either. And <laughs> I didn't know that until after. He was like, "How much are you getting paid?" I was like, "Eight fifty. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, feeling good, right? Feeling good, yeah." yeah. And he's like, That's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "I'm getting paid three thousand a week." Oh, I was like, "Well, God. you don't have a job anymore because I'm taking it." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But I never learned what to do. So I go to this guy's house. This is the guy that was making three thousand dollars a week, and I was like, "You need to teach me how to dispatch." He's like, "Cool." So I go on the fucking computer and start learning how to dispatch and it took me a day to learn. I don't know why. There's just something in life that if someone teaches you how to do something at a job, not at school, 
but at a job, I will absorb it and learn it, and I will not ask questions. I don't know why. Like, you I just, just know it instantly. I just have a gift with, with, with work. Nice. Like, if you put me in an accountant, I've never done accounting in my life, and you teach me the first time, I'm going to fucking do it. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just... Well, so, interesting you say that. We're looking yeah. for an accountant. <laughs> Jake, Jake Brown needs an accountant, actually. <laughs> Dude, yeah, accounting, I mean, I don't want to, but I'll do what I can, I'll my pay man. you $3,000 a week. Well, I'll do... Okay, <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I will apply for your accounting position, yeah, sir. Yeah. But He's I need you to make me money. more money. <laughs> All right, so, so I learned how to be a, I learned how to be a, a, a dispatcher. Dispatching was hard, man. Mm-hmm. Like understanding what to do. One, you need to learn what the map is on the U.S. It's not too hard. Obviously, you need, you know where all the maps are, but you need to know CA is California. You need to Utah is UT. You oh, need to learn the all the abbreviations, and then you, you need to start learning what states are good to go into, and what states are bad to go into. Like for instance, if you're in Chicago, Chicago's probably the, the center part of logistics in the United States. Mm-hmm. So being anywhere in Chicago, you're making money. But if you're in Colorado, that is the worst part. And in Florida, that is the worst part mm-hmm. to make money. So places you go into, you make a lot of money. But once you get out of those places, it's dog shit money. So what makes it the worst? What what kind of separates the best from the worst? Is it so this is city how, laws? Is it paying? Is it the pay I, that you receive? Or What I think it is, is that... They pay so much money to go into that state when it first started. Let's just give an example is they paid $3,000 to go into Colorado. You got paid so much money to go in that there's so many trucks there now. They're going to be like, I'm only going to give you $1,000 to go back. It's diluted. Yeah, it's diluted. So that's why you pay so much money to go into Florida. You pay so much money to go into Colorado that you don't get money coming out. So So at one time it could have been the best state to go to. 100%. Yeah, because in the market, the market has changed in the last couple of years, but we can go more into yeah, that it's in the a whole future, supply. It's whole supply demand. It is, dude. It's crazy. But um, so, yeah, so I learned how to dispatch. It took me a, a, a day or two to learn it. And so I started doing everything by myself, and I started with four trucks. Not too bad. I don't think that's bad. No, so for gonna, never doing it before? That's exactly. Good. And so doing four trucks, then we got five, then we got six, seven, eight. Now we're at 12. Was the company buying these trucks or you had independent contractors buying trucks and coming into the We were buying the all these trucks. Okay. We, uh, we don't have any owner operators yet. Gotcha. So yeah, that would be an owner operator yep. coming in. All these are company trucks they're buying themselves. So now we have 12 trucks and I'm like, I'm fucking still getting paid $850. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I'm looking online that, you know, dispatchers should be making X amount of dollars and commissions and stuff. I'm not seeing any of this shit. So I'm like, David, you know, I'm, I, I same thing as four to 12. I'm like, what's going on here? He's like, well, I, you, you don't have the backing to be paid more money. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, what does that mean? He's like, well, you haven't. So, so like, for instance, if someone comes in with two years experience for a difference of coming 10 years experience, uh, who are you going to yeah. pay more? Yeah. Ten years. Ten years. So oh. I had zero because obviously I just started there. Yep. So I was like, I'm leaving. I'm dipping. I'm not doing this anymore. And so he's like, what do you want? I was like, I want X amount of dollars. He's like, cool, do it. I'm like, fuck yeah. So now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, back into it. So now we're at 12 trucks, and we go to 14, 18, 20, 22. As of right now, that company is at 85 trucks. Wow. Which is awesome. Let me put a little couple of statistics for you guys. 97% of the trucking companies are 10 trucks or less. Whoa. I did not know that. 97% are 10 trucks or less. That's crazy. Okay, so now we have 3%. So what is the one percentile? One percentile is 25 trucks or more. 
Jesus. That's it? I didn't realize how, how trucks small some of these companies yeah. were. Wow. There's obviously huge trucking companies mm-hmm. that are 1,500, 2,000, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, but those are the one percentile. There's, you got to understand that why, why is it 97% with 10 or less trucks? People go out there and buy their own trucks and be their own owner operator yeah. and do everything themselves. Yep. So there's thousands of thousands of people having one truck compared to five companies having 100,000. Mm. So that's that why I think sense. the statistics wise is such a big difference. Yeah, the numbers are a little fluctuated. Yeah. Very, very weird scale for sure. Oh, but yeah. that, that's interesting to, to know. It's cool, Because, right? because well, obviously you, really see, cool. you see the Swifts, the Knights, the McLeans, the, yep. you know, all those trucks, mm-hmm. Walmart, everywhere you go. Um, and then you always see the one-offs with their rental trailers <laughs> and their rental trucks and so that's exactly. I've never actually like Walmart and stuff. It. It's all trailers. So you notice that they don't it actually is. like. So they own all their trailers, and then they get owner operators to come and or probably trailers. power People only. Like yeah, power oh. only. Yeah, they're smart. Amazon does that right now. Before when they used to do all yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it was all trailers. Well, now I think they're buying all electric trucks. Uh, that's actually kind of funny. You brought that up. Our trucking company just bought a hybrid truck. Really? Yeah. Half the first one. For, for your guys' for company. our fleet, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's like. Have you yeah. received it yet? We have. Okay, so where is your headquarters at? Is it here in Arizona? Uh, so the trucking company headquarters is in Bolingbrook, Illinois. And that's where it started. That's who David got a hold of. That's who David involved. got a hold of. He sent them the Phoenix. They talked in person. They want to do the business together. Um, so that's when we started here in Phoenix, but the, their yard was in Bolingbrook, Illinois, and it's still there today. So. So does David go out there quite a bit? Do you go Absolutely. out there though? Yeah, I go up there a lot too. Okay. So and the other partner still involved. Other partner still involved. So David saved this guy's ass. David at, in the, not in the only saved this guy's ass, but made him a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. That's big. So you, there could have been two ways for this guy. This guy could either go back to owning his one truck that he probably had left over because obviously the business ran into the ground, mm-hmm. and he's going to make money himself by driving his truck. That's the only other way he would have made money. Yeah. Because he would have to sell all the other stuff and, and pay off his loans. Mm. But David came in. Obviously, he put some money into the company, so yeah. it, it kind of grew it a little bit. And so, he, very successful now. Very successful. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and the, but keep going with, you know, your progression through yep. so business. Once we hit around, like, I think it was like 25 trucks, I started becoming a, um, a manager. Um, to manage the fleet of, I was managing 10 trucks still, and I had to manage uh, three other dispatchers with 10 trucks. No, so so there's 40 trucks. And so now back in the management position, making sure that they're doing their job, making sure the truck drivers are doing this. But here comes the bad part of the logistics once you become a manager. As soon as you step away from work, you are the only people they call mm-hmm. every single day. doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Welcome to management. Absolutely. <laughs> But there's always an off click. But why is it no off click with logistics? Mm-hmm. Because the drivers are driving 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Now, is it fair for them to drive 24 hours a day and I can't answer my phone? No. It's not fair. So mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking answer my phone. Yep. So if we didn't have these drivers going around driving all the time, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have anything. Nothing on the shelves. Yep. So I respect them more than anything. So I'm always the guy there that's going to answer my freaking phone. And I remember we would go out and drink and stuff and you would step away, take a 20 minute phone call, 10 minute phone call, and then come right back. 100%. Keep drinking. You have to. Or hanging out or whatever we were doing. Yeah. So yeah I, I remember if, all, all hours of the night too, you would always get text messages, phone calls. I remember sitting at a brewery or a little, I don't remember where we were at, Desert Ridge or something. Yeah. And Alicia was like, you don't have to answer the phone. And you were like, yes, I do. And you walked out, yep. took the phone call, came right back in. So, but that, that that's when I asked, you know, Alicia, there was 
she's my wife now, but mm-hmm. girlfriend before, um, I was telling her, I was like, Hey, this is my job and this is tough. It's going to be tough for us. If you don't like it, then, you know, you're going to have to, you know, find someone else pretty much because this is my life. Yeah. And what, so it's, it really sounds like you run the company as if it's your own. So you, you look at it as, Hey, they make money. I make money. I got to make sure they survive for me to survive. What kind of brought you that mindset of, you know, this company is also mine, whether my name's on the business or not. I think the responsibilities of like, so I think there's two things more. One responsibility is like, Hey Nico, here's your role. This is what you're going to do. And you oversee everyone, but you're going to make the calls no matter what it is. You don't need to ask me for making a call, make the right call. And I trust you. I was like, okay, so responsibilities and freedom. So I think the biggest benefactor of that, okay, there's, there's goods and bads. The good thing about it is that I've learned so much stuff in that part where you, I will never learn in school ever. You will never learn the things that I've learned. Someone giving you a company and saying, Hey, you're going to run it. And it's like, you're going to learn all the good things about it and all the bad things about it. Mm -hmm. And you will never learn those things in school ever. So bad thing about it is because I did want to go to school. (laughs) I did want to get a degree just to have say that, you know, it's going to be a stupid business degree, but Hey, I did something for four years and I have a degree for it. And that's what I wanted to feel good about. Yeah. But ever since David was like, no, dude, you go to a degree, they're not going to teach you this stuff. I promise you. And I was like, okay, I trust you. So that trust he gave into me to run his business without being there to put money in it, that was the biggest thing for me. If some guy's going to trust me with their business, I'm going to take it as my business. Yeah. And so that's what it was. And I never looked back. Well, and, and I guess we have a little bit more insight to than obviously the people that are listening, but you took that to a next so level the, almost with the keep going with the so yeah so then one day i was a, a uh, i was a manager overseeing for four dispatchers and david comes up to me he's like hey i was like what the fuck do you want <laughs> i want you to open up a freight broker i was like dude i don't, I don't want to do what that. is that yeah so this is how it works in logistics there is four different parties there's a customer i'm going to put a customer as walmart so walmart needs to get his product moved from point a to point b that Customer will call a broker, a freight broker, and say, hey, how much would this cost to go from point A to point B? And then so you give them a dollar amount. It'll be $3,000. Okay, cool. That freight broker now is going to pawn that load off to a driver and say, hey, I got $2,000 in this load. Technically, you have three, Mm -hmm. but I have $2,000 in this load. Can you take it? No, 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 I can't. I need 22. Cool, let's do it. So that $800 in profit, that's what his freight broker makes. Now, on the other side, there's four tiers. A customer is associated with a broker, and a, and a, a trucking company has a dispatcher that's associated with a driver. So the dispatcher and the freight broker always connect, and the freight broker connects with the customer, and the middleman with the dispatcher, and the dispatcher connects with the driver, and then the freight broker. So we wanted to have both pieces. We wanted to have a freight brokerage and a trucking company because – I can go out and get customers and bring it in for the freight broker, but also for our own trucks because we all know freight brokers make like 30% on the profit. And we're thinking, why the hell would we not make 30% yeah, of the profit? Why are you giving this to somebody else? Exactly. Yep. So he's like, hey, I need you to open a freight broker. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm making too much money here because I was making some good commissions. Yep. He's like, I need you to open up. I was like, I've never done it, David. He's like, I trust you. I like, Fuck. that's all we need to get nico wants to be our accountant nico i trust you man let's get this and that was it do this yeah i trust you nico so he's like i trust you i was like fuck dude okay so 
I like, all right. So I look online, see how to open up a freight broker. So me and David sit down. We open up an MC number for the freight broker, and you start doing all these back office things to what you need for a freight broker. And so we got all the EIN numbers, the MC number, all the documentation, everything's set in stone. Okay, so now what I do is just to bring in customers. Okay, the hardest part to do in the beginning is bringing in customers. Why? How am I going to make Walmart trust me with their freight when we just open up the company? Yep. They're not going to. Yeah. So these calls that I had to make in the beginning to open up this company was the hardest calls I've ever made in my life. Introducing the company. Hey, my name is Nico with Clever Transco. We're based out of Phoenix. I know you guys haul X amount to go to X amount. We did it with our trucking company. Um, we would love to work directly with you guys. And the guy's like, how long have you guys been open? Um, well, that's not an important question. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've been open, uh, you know, two weeks ago. And it's like, I right, have a good day. Yep. That's it. So trying to sell this company up in the first three months was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And think about it on the other standpoint where the, the guy, um, the owner of the company, David, is trusting me to, to bring this business up. And he's like, dude, it's been three months. How the fuck do you not have any? Where's our money? Where's yeah. our customers? I'm paying yeah. you Where's to the do returns? Yep. And I was like, David, you have no idea how hard this is. And then some, something clicked. I got a customer. Yeah, because you're, you're in a business for three months now. Yeah. You're experienced. <laughs> that is true. But I think it was not more of the experience. It was the lucky. Mm. I got lucky with that one phone call, talking to that one person. I made laugh. And they're like, let's do business together. That's all you need. Because she didn't ask questions. But to get to that three-month standpoint, I had to call 150 people a day, five days a week, sometimes six on the weekends, just because you might get somebody that works on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are calling on the weekends, so you might get lucky. So every day I was calling, hounding, 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 hounding. It was intense, dude. Dude, that's hard. I, I could never, I could never do that. I, I couldn't do it <clears throat> I could never be a door-to-door salesman. I could never be a guy that pitches that kind of shit. I, I just, I... I give you mad props. We talked about this when you first started. I, I literally, I have a, a lot of respect for what you did because that shit is very, very hard. I mean, I, we get enough phone calls where we just go, yeah, no, click. Yeah, see you exactly. Later. Stop calling. Stop me. calling me. That's Take me off your list. Take me off. The, yeah. We've done that. And I, I still do that time to time. Who are you again? Okay, no thanks. Click. Yeah, I'm to the point. I don't even answer <clears> anymore. It's like, it's important. Leave a voicemail. If yep. not, well. Nice to know you. But that's yeah. me that was calling into you guys. Yeah. yeah. Now you gotta now I it's even it. harder. Yeah. That's, so that's hard. That's hard. Three so, months of no. No, 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 no. So so what keeps you besides it, you know, obviously you're close with David, you want to help his company, you want to grow mm-hmm. his company. What keeps you waking up in the morning and doing that every single day, being told no hundred and fifty times a day, five, six days a week? What why the? Why are you like fuck this? I no, I'm done. I can't do it. Nobody's gonna say yes. We don't have the qualifications. We don't have the experience. What makes you keep going? I'm a person that will always want to be successful, no matter what. Yes, I want to be the guy that's like it, you hit a certain point. You're like I can't do it anymore, and that makes sense. Like people make the right decisions in life that you can't do something, so you move on. But I just didn't want to do that. I was like, dude, I I'm not a failure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking do this until it's right. Hell yeah. So I did it until it was right. So I found four companies that are still working to this day. So it's almost three years. And it's the same four companies that I started with from the beginning. That's huge. And the company is super successful now. But the four first customers I got are still with us to this day. It's 
it's insane because I will talk to them and, and, and teach them, not teach them. I will treat them like gold because how hard it took me to get to those four people. Yeah. So that's why the, the four customers, I talk to them every single day. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you now personally it's a, fr- it's a friendship now. Personally. It's a friendship. It's a relationship. It's more than just business. Because yeah. they trusted 100%. you. 100%. That's big. So I brought the company up from zero revenue in the first year. We brought in the first year was a total of four million. Wow. Zero to four million in the first year. And that's working on nine months. And that's working on <laughs> nine months. Yeah, because yeah. the first three months you didn't do anything. Correct. Look at that math. Public school. Did, yep. did you were you counting on your I head? did. I actually used all my fingers <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so that's why I was waiting until he finished the sentence because I still count. Nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Sorry. you so much, but it's so it's true. So true. <laughs> like, 12 minutes. Because I've known you for so long. Nine months. I could just nine see months. You tapping your fingers on your legs right now. Like, I'm not. pretty sure the calculator is on his phone. Yeah, I, I, I actually used my toes, so you guys can't see any of that. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, bringing in a, in, a, in, a, in a company up from zero to four million, like, a lot of people don't you know, really realize that four million dollars is a lot. What was the profit percentage, or do you know? Uh, so, like, what did you actually take home? I can I can tell you actual statistics. So, of four million dollars, the company made ten percent off that, but that was the gross margin. Mm-hmm. And we which were, for a first single year is still yeah. huge. Yeah, because you got to understand that companies that start take three years mm-hmm. yeah. to even break oh, even. Oh, trust me, we know. Yeah. Yeah. I, trust <laughs> me, trust me. We're going on my friend. Like, trust gosh, me. Damn it. Yeah. And that's just with Mako, not with Meineke yet. So trust me. Yeah. So it takes a couple of years to just break even. So I think after the first year, we're sustainable by ourselves that's without awesome. Dude, you know, putting money into that's it. That's huge. That is like incredible. Yeah. And David, the owner was, is ecstatic mm-hmm. because there's, you don't hear a company because it will come from the restaurant business. Oh, the especially when 95% of restaurants usually fail within five years. Dude, I think it's even three now. Really? Dude, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not surprised at all. And in Arizona, 90... Oh, shoot. What was it? It was like every year, there was like 90% of new restaurants in the, every year that goes turnover yeah. in Arizona. Well, you wow. see it just driving down the road. You're like, oh, that's going to be a good... Oh, yep. never mind. It's closed. Yep. Every couple of years, you're yeah. like, oh, that's a new place. Oh, wait. No, nope, that's a new and one again. So like up here, right up the road from our shop, it's like the one on Happy Valley where it's been four different restaurants uh, in four different years. Yep. Dude. And it's just that spot. Everyone else has been there for... You know, ten years, mm-hmm. and then that one location just, just can't, can't hit. It. Yeah. It's tough. And it's all these new restaurants coming in. Yeah, it's tough. So I mean, just the turnover on companies are hard. So mm-hmm. to see a company be successful in the first year was amazing. So now we're in year two. I'm building the business up still. Now we're actually hiring some new people, hiring sales managers, hiring. Now we have an established business, and now this is this is the end of year two. Yes. And now we have doubled in size. We brought in eight million, almost well, eight point six, and it's still it's now at twelve point four percent instead of ten percent. So we double in size. We add two point five, two point six percent to the company, and I think the bottom line is a little bit less than what it was the year before, mm-hmm. um, because we invested so much in technology, into logistics. There is so many different so. There's, have you ever heard of Salesforce? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So yeah. we bought it Salesforce. That thing was like 20 grand a year. We bought Zoom Info. 
Zoom Info is a... Um, I don't know what that is. So you what Zoom Info does, it, yeah. it does a free trial for you for your email. And it puts bots in your email and takes every single one of your guys' signatures and every single person you've ever talked to signatures. And that's how they take their leads. What? And then they sell those leads. Huh. So if you, yeah, so that's... People that go out and do some free trials, they're taking all your information no matter what wow. you Wow. So Zoom yeah. Info sells leads to companies like us. Anybody want to uh, do some programming on the side? I know. Let us know. <laughs> Dude, and I was... Let us know. 50000 a year. Damn. So, well, you want to invest in... Well, you, yeah. you do because that's how you grow. Yeah, right? Exactly. The more you spend money to it, make money. Exactly. You have to. You, li- you have to. So we spent a lot of money this year on technology to build the business. So next year, we're going are to you seeing? Up. Did you see a return instantly on that? Are you seeing no. growth on it at all? It wasn't return instantly because what we did was a little stupid. We are people that are like, I want to learn myself and yeah. not hire anybody. And that's, I'm going to learn it myself. Yeah, that's a man thing. But it... 100%. <laughs> it really is. But it also takes Don't you, teach me. I can learn. <laughs> it takes you so much longer to learn it. Mm-hmm. So we thought we were doing good with Salesforce. And we thought we were understanding what Salesforce is in the first six months. Then we hired a consultant. Hey, tell us if we're doing good or bad. You're not even utilizing 90% of Salesforce. And we're like, what the fuck? So <laughs> for no, six months, it is you're not using 10% good. of this. Yeah, it's yeah. not good that you do things like that by yourself because once you're buying a huge platform and spend money on and you have no idea how to use it. So we bought, we bought a consultant, tell us what to do. And now since then, after the six months, fantastic. Return and revenue is... It's there. That's awesome. So, so yeah. So I, and I know earlier you had said, so like your worst moment in brokerage, you think was that first three months? I don't, I honestly do not. I think the first, I think the worst moment I ever had in the freight brokerage was I had to do everything in the beginning. Accounting. I had to do. Set it all up. Everything. I had to pay. I had to do everything. So to trust somebody as a customer to come in because you have to do credit checks. You got to do all these things to make sure that they, they're, they're going to pay you Yeah. because technically right now I'm a bank. And so there was, a, I remember this day, there was one customer that I signed up and I did a load with them and it turns out they were fake and it turns out they were using fraud credit cards. Oh Jesus. And so the, there was, there's a good and a bad part about this story that we had to get the police involved because this guy's using fake credit cards. So what we did is we picked up these, this box truck full of tires. And so he's like, pick it up in this location. Cool, it's been paid for because he paid fake credit card for the tires. We put it in our trailer and we're starting delivering it. And I'm like, okay, so now you got to pay us. And I look at the credit card. It's not his name. I'm like, dude, this isn't yours. This is the first customer ever that we paid by credit card. Everyone else does by ACH. So this is, was weird for us already. Yeah. And so the guy's trying to pay a credit card. I'm like, this is not your fucking credit card. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Here's, here's my credit card. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. This says his name on it. Okay, cool. This actually is his credit card. Yeah. Nice. Decline. I'm like, motherfucker. Gives me another credit card, different name on it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So I found out this guy is using different people's credit cards to buy tires and pay people. You will eventually get paid, which is fine, but they're using someone else's money. Yeah. So the worst part about that is that we had to pay to do all that. Damn. So we stole the tires. So that's the only good part. 
Only good part about that story is that I stole the tire. I said, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. 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 Yeah, People always say that in movies, right? <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. Nico, we don't know how to like edit on this thing. Allegedly stole the tire. We never, never. This it was is not fake, a true story. Fake news. Fine. We were reading a... <laughs> I found the tires in my backyard. They put them in my truck. I didn't say anything about someone, it. What do you want me to do, officer? Someone, I'm like, oops. Someone else stole them and dumped them in my yard, and now I have to take care of them. Stealing from the stealer, is that still stealing? Hey. That's a lot of steals. That's a righteous steal. Yeah. yeah. Two steals make it right. Yeah. So we, But the Better thing is, we didn't, technically, we didn't steal because we had to give it back. I We had to give it back, the tires to oh, the okay. shop. Because now the shop was like, hey, this is a free credit card. This guy didn't pay us. Can you return so the guy had to pay us a $200 to return the product. So we had to return the tires. But that experience was the worst experience I've ever had as a freight broker. Because I thought I had to pay for it because it was my company, your own technically. Yeah. And, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm so screwed. Dude, that's the that's that's, that's like heart-wrenching. It's like, yeah. you know, what the hell? What dude. else is going on? There's shady people everywhere. I can't trust anyone. Yep. So now we had operations had to change. How to onboard a customer had to change, making sure all that stuff in the back end changed. So yeah, it adds nine hundred other processes now that now you have and that people. much more. Yeah, more to, people. Yeah. So when so with that being bad. the worst, yeah. what's the best? What saying, best moment? Saying successfully that I can look back now, saying that I made a multi million dollar company. That's awesome. Because the you ground up literally did from nothing into eight million dollars. Yep. I, I I mean to this day. It's still, I go back and learn, and it's like, it's been a journey. So That's obviously, awesome. Jake and I, and even you, have a very entrepreneurial mindset, right? Yep. Um, Jake and I have always been the way of, you know, you're not going to tell me my hours. You're not going to tell me how much I'm getting paid. We want to live our own lives. We want to control it. At the end of the week, we want to say, hey, that was my fuck up, or hey, that was my success. 100%. Taking with, ownership, responsibility. With you creating this four, eight, Twelve nine hundred million dollar business that you've done, um, your eight million dollar business. What has stopped you from branching out, going to do this on your own, creating your own business outside of the relationship with David? What has stopped you from saying, "Hey, I could be making that twelve point two percent myself instead of you know I'm only making one point two percent." So that's a good question. So I did think that I did want to do that because I was like, "Dude, I, I can do this by myself." Yeah. And I, I, I know how yourself. to do you, it. You did I, it by yourself. Yeah. And I don't need to buy these technologies to do it anymore because it's in my head. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that someone trusted me to do this mm -hmm. and paid me very well to do this. And I don't want to turn my back on the person that's been. But he, here's the real reason is that I was a 1099. And it's very tough to be a 1099 for a couple of reasons. Uh, it's hard to get a house. It's hard to get loans. It's hard yep. to do these things. So me and Alicia were going to buy a condo. And I tell David, I was like, hey, you know, I'm a 1099. It's going to be very hard for me to buy a condo. What can we do? Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, be, I'll put you as a, a W-2 employee for a month. You can get your loan. What the fuck? Is that really going to work? It worked. Hmm. So he put, he, 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 he pretty much gave us this house, essentially. M giving you the opportunity to get the loan and, and making sure you had whatever you needed to and, and, for the loan officer. And for someone to do that for me, to make my life successful, not just only with good money, but to, to, to do a house to have a family, to do things in, in the future. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm staying for life. I'm a lifer now. Yeah. I'm a lifer. That's and awesome. it happened again. 
like I'm getting a house now, uh, mm-hmm. not a condo, a house. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, dude. Very it's been excited. A, it's, that's been a journey as uh, well. Uh-huh. Especially and this time of uh, the year in the country and yeah, dude, the market. And, oh, man. Yep. The mar- it's going down, though, so yep. which is good. But well, I think you I think you got in at the right time. No matter what, buying a house right now I think is the best move. For the, like Interest rates will go down. You'll yep. refinance. You'll still get money out of it. I mean, I think you are Absolutely. a very good decision. This is not financial advice for anyone listening. Yes, it is. Buy house pussies. Yeah. And realtors, come <laughs> come talk to me. <laughs> so again, once again, I was like, hey, David, 10 and 9, can you please make me a W-2 employee so I can buy this house? He's like, absolutely. You know what we're going to do even better for you is we're going to make you a W-2 employee, but make you be an X amount of dollars, more than what you make now. So you can have ease getting this loan. I was like, sweet. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So once again, he's taking a risk out of his company because of what he's doing for the 1099. He's like, hey, I want again. Make you part of it, yeah. A lifer. I'm a lifer. So, so now, now you need to be like, all right, well, since you changed that pay rate, can yeah, that I stay? Asked, <laughs> that's funny. I was like, how long can I do this for? Should I say hey, I'm still, I'm, I, st- I haven't got the loan yet. Yeah. It's not finalized. I'm still buying a house three Offers years later. Offers declined. Yeah. But also on the back end is like they pay you, because technically you have to get paid still. Mm-hmm. So they have to take a deduction from your checks after. So it's like, how long do you want to do that for? Yeah. So true. it's like, I'm like, I'm cutting it now. Because yep. I'm not going to owe fucking $6,000 and. Whatever for, for, for the loan. Yep. But um So you're happy where you're at. You're you've built this company, it's running smooth, I'm guessing. It is running boot. So I'm a lifer. Okay. But I'm but the the second part of the lifer is I want to invest my own money into the company. And so, so you're I, asking for a piece of the pie. Now I want a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. I invested my time, my life into this company now for the last two years. And I'm thinking, is it right to step away and do my own thing? Because I know how to do it. Or should I invest into the one thing that I've been doing for the last two and a half years? And, and it's really successful. be a part of it. That's a, that's a hard mindset for people to have. So that's, dude, kudos to you, man. That's it's tough. That's awesome. Tough. So but, to make that decision. As, as an owner, David should have the same mindset of, hey, this guy's willing to risk a lot of so, money, time, energy, more than he already has. But now if we have a failure year, that's not just, you know, he's still going to make a salary. But mm-hmm. hey, guess what? you now owe something because now Correct. you're 5%, 10% owner. Yeah, of the you're company. not going to get that. You're going to get $2,000 less because that's what we have to pay. Yep. So that's, that's where the best conversation was that I sat down with David and I was like, Hey, you know, I, you know, I have these things. Um, well now I just kind of want to sit down and talk to you. This is going to be personal meeting to me and you. Um, I would like to invest in the company. Um, and I kind of talked numbers with them. I was like, what do first, what do I want out of it? What percentage do I want out of it? My goal is to get as much percentage as I can. No, absolutely. But again, my goal was 10%. Nice. And I was like, okay, 10% is the goal. Now, what is the price point in his highs for the 10%? So I go to him, I say, hey, you know, is this X amount of dollars worth 10% of your company? And he's like, yes. I said, really? He's like, it's not just the 10%. I was going to eventually always going to give you a certain amount for the company, no matter what, if you put money in it or not. But well, I'm going to take this money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, you could. Technically, yeah. I can step back and be like, okay, so I worked in this company for so long, I'm going to start getting sweat equity. Yep. Do I want sweat equity? No. Why? Because, yes, I put my ass on the line, and, yes, the company knows that I put my ass on the line, but it's still a sweat equity. It, through my eyes, it's like a tier lower than being an entrepreneur or being a partnership in that company. Mm-hmm. Once yep. you put your money into it, you're bled your money into that company now. Oh, 100%. So, and an entrepreneur, it can be a doing or it can be a mindset, right? So you have that mm-hmm. mindset of, you know, 
I'm running this company. I've I've built it. Whether your name's on the actual business or not, correct. You've built an eight million dollar company, correct. Obviously, I mean, there's David's money involved and in all this and that, but again, David's the bank in this situation. 100%. So you know, if this was you on your own, you can go to the bank saying, "Hey, this is what I got. Here's my business plan. Let's do this." So you're an entrepreneur. Whether it's the doing or the mindset, you've got the mindset of the entrepreneur. You can do it. You've got the you've got the work ethic. You've got the drive. You've got the yep. energy. So. I mean, first of all, kudos to you. Yeah, I had, I had, dude, I had is, no this idea. This is why I wanted you on this freaking podcast. Uh, and I was it, like, I've been waiting for this type of information and knowledge out of you. Because my brother was right. You, like, when you dive into something, you dive into it yeah. head first. Yeah. There's no dipping a toe in the water. There's, like, give me all the information. I want to know everything so I can make the best possible decision moving forward. And, I mean, Jake just said it best. Like, there's a doing and then there's a mindset. Ninety. Eight percent of people who own businesses aren't either of those. Yeah. They just they say, "Hey, I want to own my own business because I want to make you know a million dollars." And no, in reality, they want, like, they want they the don't, fucking title. Is what it is. Well, true, it, but they don't have the mindset. They don't have the backing. They don't have the you know the dedication. Like they don't want any of that shit. They just want to. You're right. Have a title and be a guy who has a dick ton of money to flaunt it around. But For none sure. of these guys have it, and you actually have done both. That mindset of an entrepreneur, you don't need to own a business to be an entrepreneur. You've sure. shown that to every single person that has come uh, from this brokerage company that you are an entrepreneur because yep. you built it from the ground up, dude. So that's that's seriously. It's cool. That's it's awesome. very cool. So after the conversation with David, and two, like no one owes anybody. Like I don't care if your family, non-family, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You can put... X amount of years into a company, they don't owe you nothing. That's not life. Life Preach. isn't fair. Mm-hmm. So Preach. when Preach. I was going to, when I was going him saying, Hey, I would like to put money into the company. I've never seen so much excitement out of him because he's done businesses before with friends. It could either go very good or it could go very bad. Every, every experience he had was bad. Once you build a friendship, you try to do a company together they're not doing the things right. You're not putting 50-50 money in. So one p- person will put more money in. So the other person has to put a little bit more time in. And some it has to equal out some way. Every single one was David putting in his money and his friends putting in the time. And it wasn't successful. So the time that his business was successful and for me to go to him and say, hey, I want to invest. I want to put money in it. I want skin in the game. He's like, holy fuck. Like, I was going to give this to you no matter what. But since you're doing it, you're making the risk. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So now I know you're really now a lifer for me and for him. You're fully invested. And so David trusts me no matter what, no matter what I do, no matter what decision I make. He will call me any time of the day. I will answer it. But the decisions I make for the company, David trusts me 100%. And that at the end of the day is, is a better feeling than to, you know, go to a company and just work for the person above you and just go home. Be yep. a name on a piece of paper. Yeah, and yep. then check in and check out. Yep. So the experience was tough. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life because um, I've worked some, for some big companies. But to do this was the best experience I've ever had. Would you do it again? That's a good question. <laughs> I, um, and, and what standpoint? Like, it's exactly what I was before or a different scenario. Hey, Nico, we got to shut down this company. It's not working in Arizona. We are in trouble. We're shutting this down to save our ass. We need to start from square one. To, I would tomorrow, say yes. we need to start from square one. Yes. Okay. 
Now, if I, <laughs> the only time I would say no, <laughs> don't, almost just died. Don't die. <laughs> CPR. The only time I need a beer. <laughs> dude, Sorry, I'm okay. I'm fucking down for it, dude. There's but, a um, beer in the fridge. Keep going. Don't the only time beer. I would say probably no is <laughs> if one, one if I was in school, doing school, or two if I was doing athletics, and I didn't have time. Is school still an option for you? Are you still looking? To go back at some point, or yes. are you to the point where it's like, you know, I'm making money, I'm I'm in a career, I'm a lifer, I know this is going to last until I'm old and crippled and senile. Is that school thing still a, hey, yeah, I'm going to make this happen? I say yes. Um, my wife just graduated from, in her master's. Great. Dude. And, and what, what was she doing? In occupational therapy. Fantastic. It's been the longest seven years of Holy my life crap. because one, I have to be sustainable for my life yeah. and her life. And there's one income for two people. And for so many years, it's tough. It's not easy. Yep. So now finally she gets to go home and say, I'm not going to work for free ever again. And for me, that's just that's awesome. not the fact that I, I need her for the money, but it's more the fact of like, she worked so hard. It's a huge accomplishment. The accomplishment. And you could see when she graduated, she was ecstatic. I mean, the I could barely make was, it a year through college. <laughs> Well, that's because you were sleeping. We already talked about this. But the best part about Alicia being so excited is that you were just as excited for her. Exactly. In the moment. Like yeah, you it's her were support team. All You're of her hard work and team. everything that paid off finally. Like, yeah, the paycheck is obviously nice, but like she's completed seven years of this and she she did it. She made it. All of that shit you guys sacrificed Dude. for has paid off. It's crazy. That's huge. So I would I do want to go back to school. Okay. Because I still think there are things that I can learn in school. And I still would like to say I have a, a degree because everyone knows if you own a business or have a partnership into a business, it doesn't mean it's going to be successful in the future. Yep. So backup plan. Always a backup plan. Nice. And just to tell myself that I went to school and have a degree because one, I mean, Alicia have kids. I want to tell them to go to school. Which you can, you, we give you permission to name your firstborn son, Jake. Yep. <laughs> just so that's recorded. Everyone knows. Alicia, yep. you're welcome. <laughs> Take my brother with you to school, will you? Hey, I've been trying to push him to go back to school, and I, I think know. he's finally on the right path for it. I uh, hope it's Andy. I, we gotta kick him in the ass sometimes. I love the kid. I love the kid, man. The kid has—he's got—he is my favorite Morrow by I far. Love, you're mine both. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Ditto. Well, that's your first. What the hell? You're, you're yours, mine. Yours and mine. You're, both. You're mine. Yours and mine both. I forgot to ask. He's definitely one of the better brothers. He heard, is. Heard yeah. That. Heard. If that. I can literally, you know, trust somebody. Pretty much with my life, it would honestly be Andy, one hundred percent. Hey, Andy, I got to do this. I'm there, and he would be. Yep, hey, Th- that's the best thing. He would always God. have your back, no matter what. What is that movie where the guy, <laughs> the ringer? You can tell he's definitely not listened <laughs> to our podcast because we've talked about this before. Did you guys? What's that? The uh, I haven't listened to our podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! With uh, uh, Ben Affleck, where he <gasps> talks about uh, along came Polly. Snakes when, on a plane. When he yeah, walks into the room, bag. he says. I'm going to go beat up some people. We're going to go hurt somebody. You oh, can't ask Ben questions. Affleck. Oh, that's yeah. exactly uh, I was Anaconda. I, thought, I don't know why. I was thinking of uh, the Along Came Polly dude. Who's that guy? Who am I thinking? Ben Stiller? Uh, ben Stiller. <laughs> I heard Ben and I'm like, yep, that's it. Um, yeah, we're going to go hurt some people. Jake and you're not going to ask me any questions. He doesn't really listen to what you say. Like no. He listens, but he doesn't. I don't. He, he listens, or no, he hears you, but he doesn't listen. That's what it is. Hear it's my great. words. That's Look men. at his face. Yeah, that's men. Yeah. Yeah. My wife would say the same thing. I'm a man. 
Alicia is a saint of a woman. She's too nice. She is. She is nice. the nice. She always sees the nicest out of, or like oh. she's the the nice out of people. Oh, 100%. I remember one time she was quitting her job as a restaurant and she put her two months in <laughs> and she was upset about it. Because she, she put in two months, not oh, two weeks? Babe, I don't know what to do. I'm going to, I'm going to quit, but I'm going to quit in two months. I'm like, don't Why? fucking talk to them <laughs> yeah. until two weeks. If you came up to me and I was a front of house manager, you say, I'm putting my two, two months in. I would t- I would laugh. Yeah, I would laugh. What are you it's doing? Like, Please go home now. Yeah. So that's how nice of a person she is, dude. She is. She is a sweet person. Both of you guys are very sweet ladies. Yes. Not like opposites when, attract. When it's just you two, like they they can be very. Uh, how do I put this Say politely? Aggressive and um, forceful into talking shit to you guys. Mm-hmm. But when they're around everyone else, they're like super, super, super nice. Oh, absolutely. Are you talking about my wife? Yeah. She's the same nice. one I know of. Yeah, oh. she needs to get out more. Love you, but <laughs> she is. She hits us with that that Barbie voice. Hi, I'm Kendi. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell her I said that. <laughs> oh shit, she's gonna listen to this. Uh, she hasn't listened to the last like five. Oh, okay, she got, she got over this podcast real she's quick. She's gonna listen to this one. <laughs> no, she won't. No, she won't. Yeah, she's too pleasy. Busy, pleasy. She's too busy Words playing uh, Animal Crossings on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Nintendo Switch is very fun. <laughs> Nico's also a gamer, so we're not gamers. We, yeah. we are absolutely not, not, gamers. not gamers. We I, could play a video game for maybe 13 seconds. Seconds. Sex. Jesus. Oh, Take I, a deep breath. He's talking about his wife. Now all he's thinking sex. about is just 13 sex. seconds of there's, sex. There's yeah. a lot of things that haven't happened in a while. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's get back to the uh, the topic. Animal Crossing. Hand. I don't think that's what we we're talking about. Oh. Um, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Okay, so Nico, because I've actually wanted to ask you this question for a while now. So with that, now that we established, like like Jake said, that entrepreneur mindset, which is huge. Um, what's your business goal for the next, we'll say, five years? I'm Where inve- do you see yourself? I'm investing In? into the company. Okay, and Thanks. you've started the investment already. Uh, no. At least the talks. Uh, I have started the talks, but we're, how am I going to get this money? $100,000 is expensive, man. Yep. It's not easy to get. So okay. I'm using... Is he allowing you to do any sort of payment plan saying hey over no, the next five years i'm not asking him for help good you don't want to ask anybody straight help. up here's a lump sum I'm here's going, your 100 i'm taking 10 and return i'm going to the bank i'm getting a hundred thousand dollar business loan okay i'm the bad part about it is i have to use my house as a collateral collateral, collateral. Yep. yep and uh and that's it mm-hmm. taking the hundred thousand dollars and putting it down and good here's a check there it is okay but the here the next thing is like once I put it down, what do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it going to be 10% of the bottom line? So now I got to make sure I'm looking at the bottom line. Or is it X amount of dollars in the first year, whatever you want to do in the second year? That part we haven't decided. And that's all negotiations. That 100%. You you'll have with David. Nice. Yeah. But once you have that money in hand, that's when you can actually sit down, put it on a piece of paper. You got to sign or DocuSign, do it yep. electronically, but whatever it is, that's awesome. So, so that, that's your... Five years, or is there more? Within yeah, there's a lot year. more into the five years. So what, what, what yeah, David is doing you right now. You interrupting You shut up. Back. Okay, go. Sorry. You guys are like a married couple. Dude, I dude, love we, we've no been idea. married, divorced, and then we're, I think we're getting back together now. I think we're friends with benefits right now. I want me Only to in the nighttime. He puts out. Yeah. I can just, you? I want to actually let me go online real quick. Take me five minutes. I'll be. A you know, test. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't even <laughs> need to certified. make it official. <laughs> I got a printer over there. We'll, we'll print this shit out. We'll put it up on the wall. Let's do this. It's all a piece of paper. It's kind of like school nowadays. So the next step is, um, this is actually kind of a David step. David is going to find companies to invest in the company. 
he's going to find uh, equity partners to put millions of dollars into the company. And so the next goal in the next five years is, I think in the next five years, this company is going to go to probably like 160 million Dang. in the next five years. So we're trying to do, we're trying to get it to 25 next year at the end of the year. And then to 75 and then to 100, then 160 or something like that. I, I, can't, I don't know. At least that's your goal. But what we're going to do is we, we have statistics to buy a brokerage every year, a different broker that he has the exact same revenue as us. So we buy it. So you're rolling up businesses. And so, yeah, now we're going to be rolling up businesses. It's, it sucks because now you got to put some money down, but that revenue doubles mm-hmm. just by a Instantly. purchase. Yep. Ex- exactly. But also we're going to grow naturally into the company. So from four to eight, eight, I mean, it's not always going to double. Yeah. But, but, it, it will, but that's the goal. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. goal is to have a hundred million, a hundred million dollar company. My goal is to have a hundred million dollar company in five years. Are you going to stick with just that one? Or are you going to try to diversify and do with David, small investments? Well, for me personally, and my, yeah, go- just my you goals, personally. that's a good yeah. question. Cause like I would want to do something individually. Cause like once you invest enough time, you become a director and you become mm-hmm. high up CEO, whatever you want to talk about it. And you have a little bit less time of, you know, making sure you're doing the operations day-to-day stuff. You're there every day. No, now you're going to be there half your day. Well, and you have a little bit more of a, a backing. Correct. Funding-wise. Correct. Right? You so, have a little bit more cash to throw around. And, you know, now's the time to really, you know, I feel like our 20s was a great time to really try new things. Mm-hmm. Not so much like business-wise. I mean, I wish there was something that really kind of pushed us into more business stuff maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. But I think, you know, from, you know, 2021 20, to 28, 29, like there was a lot of things that it, it was good to, like I, I moved to Virginia for a couple of years, right? Like I, I bounced between a couple of different jobs. I really did things kind of out of my wheelhouse, which I think was the best time to do it was in my 20s. Yep. 30s and above is now focusing on like, retirement plans and like we had our uh, Jake's financial advisor on here like he really opened my eyes to like what I want my money to do you know for me and my family like to really think about a plan and I think in the 30s it's it's family it's Mm -hmm. you know kids house um Jake is something you want to tell us it's you guys um kids but you're in your 30s is there something you want to tell us yeah I'll think about it kids in a house and like a (laughs) a dog and um Oh, that's funny. I love you, Nico. Um, so, but that—that's essentially fuck you guys. He's so red right now. I don't don't know what to say. Fine, I'll think about it. I think about a house and kids and spending my my life with somebody. Well, you have a house. I love it. Yeah, but I bought this house. I bought this house as a uh, a rental property. Okay, I want this to be because it was a condo. We were traveling a lot for work. I'm glad I didn't want to take care of a yard. Like I, in my head, I knew that. Um, cause when I bought this a couple years ago, I wanted this to be a start of my investment rental portfolio. empire, but yes, yeah. exactly. I wanted it to be my initial building block that I could take this place, you know, and, and essentially build off of it. I don't want to sell it. I don't want to do any crazy remodels, but I want to yep. make this, uh, an investment home. I want to rent it out for the next 20 years and, you know, constantly just pulling money out of it, yep. using this house or this condo to buy another condo and then hopefully a duplex and then hopefully finding something that can really, you know, turn a corner for us and really be something that I can continue to buy and sell or just pulling, uh, initial equity out of it and using that money to continue to fund something else. So that was the goal behind it. So there's yeah. gotta be a house eventually for me, but you know, that's the only reason well, I we bought talked that about this earlier. Place. We're going to combine our money, mm-hmm. buy a house, a few acres, 
put a guest house on it. No, we're going to live together. Kendi's going to buy a house. Kendi and Nikki are going to buy a house. And then we're going to live in the guest house? Guest house together, yeah. Yeah. You and I are going to live in the guest house. Yeah, because the other ones aren't going to want to live with us. No. There's not a lot of people that want to hang out with us. No. So do you, so Jake mentioned five-year goal. Do you have any side goals? And again, the reason I'm glad, I'm side glad businesses, because again, and I want to do a pitch because uh, me and Nico have already talked about this. Back sh- off. Sh- shut your goddamn mouth. Oh, shut your mouth. Shut, me and Nico are sh- talking about this. About the Three's pitch? a party. No, no. I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. And I'm glad he brought it up. The Why wasn't I invited to the party? <laughs> Three's a party. <laughs> Keep going. I do want to do what Jake was explaining as well. I want to do, because I think I'm pretty good at selling. And my, my, my family uh, has. Sell me this pen. I'm just oh, kidding. God. I saw that on a TikTok Wolf and it pissed me off. I'm yeah. going to measure with your dick and say, hey, this makes you look big. <laughs> and be like, dude, do you want it now? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I do. I think Nico needs to come on here more often. <laughs> so, because we're definitely an hour did in. He just and call this like has been like a great. I don't, I'm confused. Man, I made, I made, made your you dick look, look big, bro. So, okay, that means you're really small. Pen. That means your dick is huge. Yeah. Pen is 5.2 inches. the right person. Okay, well then. I just get out of love. He's a salesman. <laughs> right? That's a great pen. Is it ballpoint? I feel like that's above average. Can I see above your ballpoint? Average bold? pen, everyone. Write that down. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is great. We're over an hour, and this has been a very actually. I want to finish your question. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, shut up, Jake. Through the party. I do want to do real estate. <laughs> okay, I do want to real estate. Commercial, residential. I think it's it's good to start off in commercial. I mean, a, a residential, and then say work you're into shooting for the stars. Yeah, now. dude. Oh, I know. So start in residential, work yeah. your way to commercial. Commercial is always the bigger plan, makes more money, long term goals, yep. things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and how are you going to do that? Well, I bought this stupid guy's book. Um, <laughs> and Grant, how stupid uh, is he? What's what, his name? Grant Cardone. Oh, yeah. Cardone. Cardone. Whatever the fucking name is. He he has a business. I actually saw his helicopter flying across Phoenix the other day. So I, actually, he he has a. Uh, a business in Scottsdale. He has a building there. Do you guys actually know what Grant Cardone does? I didn't know this until the other day. I thought it was just like an investor. I, so no, he just sells your get rich quick books that Nico buys. Kind of. I, <laughs> that is true. It's eight dollars, and I asked, it was a good eight dollars for a book. That's not bad, dude. Not bad at all. No. So he's an oh, investor. Toilet paper. He okay. So this is how it works. He goes. He he's an investor. He goes to other people to get money to invest into him. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, hey, we're going to do this complex, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be $60 million. Really, it's actually $50 million. And he takes that top end $10 million and he pockets it. Mm-hmm. And that's how he... He's a broker. Technically, he is <laughs> a broker. That's actually not... You're not too far off. I feel like that is... That's perfect. Thanks, perfect bro. perfect standpoint. Dude, you killed it. And that's how he See, made his money so quick. And again, it's it's smart. It's mm-hmm. super smart. Really You're smart. having other people. It's not illegal. Make your money. No, not illegal. And, uh, but I want to do it right. I mean, because that seems a little shady. <laughs> okay, can I throw out my pitch now? Because yep. you totally yeah. ruined it. Three's a party. I'm ready. All right. So, <laughs> Jake Morrow and I started a side business. Do you know yes, about it? I do. Is it the the soap? So cigar? we. I was going to end this with being uh, saying that this is our first sponsored. Uh, episode. You should, probably should have started the podcast with sponsored by. Yeah, but you guys threw me off of the whole pee and, and flush in the the toilet. It did go quick. The that pee was a fast conversation. Yeah. Okay. It's because you got to time it right with the flush. Um. <laughs> no, no wonder people stop listening to <laughs> us. Yeah. Because we're an hour in. Um. Jake and I started cigarsoapbox.com dot mm-hmm. with Please. another partner. With another partner. Uh. Hand pressed soap. All uh, natural. All natural. Packaged in cold press soap. 
Okay, thanks. Um, packaged in cigar boxes. I bought six already. You oh. bought six of them. Nico's our highest buyer <laughs> he's right now. He's number one them. supporter. Yeah, he's buying them for all his family and friends, and I'm probably, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see another order of three <laughs> by the end of the week. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so check us out, cigarsoapbox.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Haven't created a TikTok yet, but Jake and I are going to be on TikTok here soon, taking idea. a bath together in a tractor over a fire pit. Um, it's not a bad idea. He's going to be rubbing my back. Yeah. It's a very oh, yeah. hairy back, so it definitely needs I to be I shaved. Washed. I went to the beach a couple months ago, and it hasn't grown back yet. So you guys do have an Instagram page? Oh. I think it's... So we for sure have a Facebook. Got it. Um, so this business was two years in the making, mm-hmm. um, and we really did this business as a side thing. So we met once a week, every Tuesday at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. We met for an hour and a half, uh, just the three partners. And we're like, all right, we have boxes. What do we do with the boxes? Yeah. We have thousands and thousands of them. Our, the other business partner owns Zeal Cigars, which we've talked about on here. Um, he's a big YouTube presence and everything. He does cigar reviews, the best cigar review uh, on YouTube. Um, he kind of does a lot of that stuff. Uh, so we're like, we have thousands and thousands of boxes back in your warehouse. What do we do with them? We noticed businesses like Dr. Squatch, going from a $5 million shop or a $5 million business going into COVID uh, became a $100 million business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going into COVID with everyone afraid of germs and everything for the fake flu. and uh, Which you got. Which I got, which isn't a fake flu. That shit sucks. Um, I got it four times, dude. Okay. I am a walking COVID. If I can get it Jesus. three more times, I would be at my goal weight. Because I lost so much weight. I didn't have a side effects, but it said positive. And I was like, uh, this, that is bullshit. <laughs> I had side effects, and it was the worst thing I've ever dealt with. I lost 20 pounds in like four days. Oh, my God. Weak yeah, mind, it was the, bro. It was weak the mind. greatest diet plan I've ever been on. Weak mind. Oh, it was very weak. Weak minded. Me. Yeah. There was no thinking when I sat on the toilet 93 <laughs> times a day. Oh, dude. It was, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a couple of instances, but yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. So we decided... You know, soap. Let's get into soap. Yep. So we started looking at a bunch of suppliers. Do we make our own soap? That looks like a lot. Yeah. Found a few suppliers, and then we started, you know, branding them. We branded the boxes. We branded the soap. We, uh, you know, we did all that, and then trying to build a website around that, and that is extremely tough. So we brought in yeah. a fourth partner um, that helped us create a website. Uh, this guy's a web designer, and this is what he does for a living. We brought him in and created a website, and like three hours um, because it's just that smart. Uh, And then we finally launched this past week after two years of just trying to figure small launch though. It was a small launch. So we're doing a soft launch. We're doing a hundred boxes. It's a test run. Yeah. Yep. We're doing a soft launch. So a hundred boxes. Once we're sold out, uh, we're requesting everyone to email us saying, Hey, this is the good. This is the bad. This is the ugly. This is what I want to see going in the future. We're going to take all that in. We're going to regroup and we're going to redesign the entire business. And then we're going to relaunch next year. So going into Christmas, buy your cigar boxes. This is a great gift for husbands. Yeah. And I think, and you can attest to this. Your we, wife, we have three of your, your boxes sitting right here. Yeah, three of your boxes <laughs> sitting right now. And you requested a girly box. I did. Girly-ish. Yeah. Girly-ish my, box. My brother wanted to give a, as a, a gift. And, and so... You know, we we can customize it however you want. But, uh, you know, this is great smelling soap. I yep. don't know if you've used it yet. But when you Not do, yet. you have to let us know. I will. And give your honest, brutal opinion of how amazing it is. 
And Jake and I'll send you a video of us showering with it, so that way you understand how amazing it is and how to use it and how it lathers. Where do we you are coming out with the yeah the Wiener Cleaner 2023. Um, that is going to happen. So <laughs> all of them are going to be customized to the size of Jake Brown. You guys yeah. better make one for your beard cleaners, dude. Dude, this soap actually does really, really good for uh, beards and Ooh. shaving. You can use it for shaving and everything. Nice. So pubes give look it real a shot. Clean. All shaved. All shaved. All shaved. <laughs> From my no, for real. Beard though. hair all the way down to my butt. Fred, Fred, uh, Freddie got a box. He was Did messaging he? me and uh, asked yeah. me about like the soap, and I was telling him, it, you know, it's all natural ingredients. It comes. Um, it's a cold press soap. It's actually really good stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's nothing that we've actually, like, I've never worried about the type of soap I've used in my body, right? Yeah. Yeah, give, me the, the, give me the 12 and give one. Give me the let 18 and one. Yeah, yeah. Let me wash my whole body with the same thing. I don't give a shit. Whatever Use it as toothpaste yeah, and gel. Like, and give, me, give me it all. And, like, now actually, you know, going through and testing this stuff out and making sure that, like, you know, we like it and it reacts well. Like, And actually seeing the differences within, you know, the way people make it and, you know, what actually chemicals mm, are coming yeah, in. Yeah. Like, this is actually some really good stuff. Like, not just a sales pitch. Like, yeah. it actually is good stuff. So, when I told Freddie about it, um, you know, he was super excited because he's been, uh, like, all the jujitsu and stuff that he does. Like, the, the constant, you know, the there's... smell and stuff. Yep. And he's realizing that, like, there's certain soaps that, you know, if it's not more of a natural soap, like, it, it messes with the skin and, yeah. you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So, he was actually super excited to uh, try it out. So, we actually just got his box sent out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'm hoping that he can try it. So, but, I mean, we rely on guys uh, like you, you know, our, our friends, uh, to really kind of tell us the truth behind it. Because we know you will. You've already, I mean, talking about it, you've, you've pointed out a few things that, you know, as a business mindset that we can look at and, you know, yeah. worrying about our costs, worrying about, you know, what we're doing for shipping and how we're packing them like yeah. just instantly you dove into it so we're I really did. hoping I, that, like, accidentally I no was like, yeah I, I took i literally have notes over there at my desk like I, I was all like holy shit this is actually really good like i should look into a few things because yeah. we're we're learning as we go right we don't yeah. know yeah. all so about you know it, jake so. and i we just dive into everything without knowing i'm with our you, head dude. from our ass and so yeah. we're just yep. like all right we learn got as an we idea go. just do it yep. just shut up and do it and we've talked about that and all of our podcasts stop talking about it just fucking do it and so here we are and yeah yeah so, so how, how do you guys feel? Do you guys feel like, holy shit, that was pretty hard to do because it took two years or I, more of a, hell yeah. I wouldn't say it was hard to do. There's a lot of thought put into it all the way around. Um, I mean, two years, once a week, one hour, that's so a and, lot of hours. And when we definitely kept pushing it off, right? We all yeah. have jobs. Brad, he runs a very, very successful uh, cigar business, mm -hmm. right? They do a ton of stuff online. He's constantly doing YouTube and his own podcast, the Cut Light Smoke podcast. Like, there, there's a lot of things that he does. But then on the other end of the spectrum, like, Jake opened up a few Makos. There were a few more Meinekees that we opened up. Like, there were always something that we did and put it towards the very front of our to-do list and just and kind of put this on the back burner. Yeah. And so if you think about it, and you've launched a business, mm -hmm. and if you think one hour a week for two years, now, you know, compare that to what you did to open the brokerage. So yeah. where you were doing 70 and, hours a week yeah. for three years yep. uh, to get it operating or for two years, whatever you did. But, you know, it's not necessarily comparable. So we didn't put a lot of time into it we put a lot of thought yeah um but it at the end of the day you know it, it's going to be fun um it's definitely a, it's matters. definitely a really cool gift uh the hygiene industry um is yes. extremely broad extremely large the man product and i put that in quotations but man product industry is also something that you know comes and goes um nice shark tanks in 
no. Uh, we don't need them. Yeah. We don't need them. We can them. go on to QBC yeah. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's been extremely fun. Uh, and again, it's an, an idea we had. Hey, if it fails, all right, we wasted you know five grand on it what well, it is we what it is we have it. we have a lifetime a supply time. of soap um <laughs> so and if it hits then you know fucking awesome great. yeah oh, fantastic yeah. we sell soap now we're we're the soap dudes so but check us out cigarsoapbox.com uh order a box write us a message write us an email uh if you're listening to the show let us know you listen to the show order a box and let us know to custom make it for you and we'll uh We'll take care of it. Because we've been signing all the boxes, right? So the first 100 ones have the signature from, you know, Brad, Jake, and myself. Except these three. Well, <laughs> custom. But Actually, we, we pack them all, right? We select the soaps. Yep. We go through all that kind of stuff. So it's it's something that we're, we're trying to make it very unique to start. Um, that way, if it does become something that's bigger, then it, it's not as, you know, into... Oh, are you going to sign it right I'm now? I'm signing right now. Sign, I signing, all about signing it. it on don't the podcast. Don't sign the black one, okay. though. Yeah, don't, you'll, you'll mess oh, it up. Oh, that's a custom one. Yeah, that's beautiful. Don't sign that one because that's not yours. You guys, you <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> I don't want to sign any of these. Okay, good. I was the one that didn't want to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My autograph don't mean nothing. Well, and don't sign that one because Nico really likes that one, too. So that one? That's why I sign on the back. You and Bradley keep signing on the top, like ugly signatures right on the actual cool box. Yeah, absolutely. So I put it on the back so you don't see it. <sighs> see me. It's like in a tattoo on the bottom of your foot. Just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's talking shit about you. Eat a, eat a dick. But what if you did have a tattoo on the I think that'd tickle. <laughs> Dude, I would die. I would die. I would laugh the entire time. Dude. Well, the thing is, but they wear off, right? So it's they not, do. A, they have it's not to. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some Just really from good friction? arches. From walking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a freaking tattoo what on the bottom of my foot. Friction on your foot. What does that even mean? Well, you know when you put two condoms on? No. Eventually, they rub together and they rip. It's actually a lot more dangerous than having one. Yeah, I tried it's it thing as well. I learned in high school I was told about. Um, 66% now in the room has done that. You see? See, we're growing. <laughs> I hate both of you. I hate both of you. All right, Nico, wrapping this up, we are in hour 25. So this is now our newest, longest recorded podcast. So congrats on, congrats on one squared of uh, the podcast. When I Jake asks this question every time, so I'm going to steal it. Oh, um, I stole a few of my questions. Well, shut tonight. the hell up. When you think of... <laughs> Oh, this is the hardest question. I don't. I don't know the answer to this. When but you go ahead. Th- <laughs> Ten, nine. All right. When you think of yucky, I was counting to stay calm. Right, answer. Ask the question. When you think of Jake squared and no, yucky, wrong. he fucked it up. What do you think of? Is that what it is? No, you fucked shit. Ask if him. You, if you think of what do you think yucky. of when you when, think of when yucky? You hear yucky. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like the smell of poop. <laughs> mm, so you haven't really been around us when we've done the yucky thing. So a decade ago, I made it, I made t-shirts for us. Jake, it was something that Jake used to like remember, scream that, yeah. running around uh, high school, like just high pitched yucky. And then don't he, make it sound like I was just the weird kid in high school running around screaming yucky around campus. Works. Yeah, hundred percent. Was Nico, I the weird kid in high school? Yeah, hundred percent. You were also you were a bully. the big weird kid. Weird kid. Okay. I'll take that. I wasn't really popular. So, so and I, I put it on t-shirts and then years later I did it again. And then just recently, obviously we just started it up, put it on the podcast, came up with a new logo, uh, new t-shirts are going to be coming soon. Like we have all this, this, this stuff that's working on. So maybe we'll ask it a little bit differently. When you think of Jake squared or when you hear Jake squared, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Sexy. You guys, literally your faces <laughs> in my mind. That's it. Is that a good thing? Or so sexy. Thing? So that's, that could be like a nightmare for some people. Well, I th- I love you guys, so I say it's a good uh-huh. thing. 
So we're gonna have to hug after this. Recently, this is why I gave him a beer. Shut already. up. So recently, <laughs> I'm I'm getting really hungry. Okay. Well, um, hurry recently, I've been told I'm the better looking Jake. So when you look at the Jakes, <laughs> Nico's making a face. <sighs> Continue. When you look at the Jakes, who would you much rather hang? Why out would with? you ask this question? I said hang out with. Okay. Was there Time a to strict <laughs> cutoff at one twenty five? Is that what I heard? Yeah. No. Yep. One twenty seven. All right. Do you, Did you try shut up, Siri. You really? Whore. She even knows. What's you just going ruined on. the whole podcast. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other questions for Nico? No, I I think it's good. Nico, Nico, do you have any questions for us? Shut up. Oh, I got really you. is trying to steal on all the questions. I love right it. Now. I'm gonna not text questions to him anymore. I that like wasn't it. one of your questions. Yeah, well, I ask that every time. I ask that every time. I I think I asked everything I wanted to. Oh, well, actually, there is one question because now you brought up the yucky, and I understand the yucky part. Is that going to ever collaborate with soap cigars? Yes. Is it going to be like a package? So we want to do a couple of different things. Obviously, Zeal Cigars is a huge impact with on Brad's side. Yes. Right. Um, so eventually, we will do like a one-off something. Whether like it's y- a, a, get yucky, a yucky box with shirt. Yeah. Package. Or putting in a t-shirt or putting in like a maybe a special yucky... Uh, soap of our own um and then uh jake brown eventually is going to do a that secret side thing i got another business in the queue next to it's yucky great. Oh, um, oh it's good so i'll have yucky and then so jake like four squares yep, of things jake's gonna have one and then um subsequently we're going to do a specialty one off of each one so nice. then when it comes down to like founder's box there's going to be, at least in my head, how we've kind of mapped this out. At least when me and Jake talk is there's going to be a yucky one. There's going to be the secret one that Jake's going to make public soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a zeal. So, you know, it kind of comes from founders, but then it's, you know. So a, down the road, you'll be able secondary. to buy a cigar from Zeal Cigars and there'll be a packaged soap with it. So Or more of just like a zeal branded. Thing. That's Maybe crazy. Maybe not cigars. My brother Chris. Want to sell, sell cigars. Yeah, but that's why we have Zeal. Zeal sells cigars. That's kind of their business model. He really is in a freaking mood. Well, my brother you? my brother wanted to give you guys that idea. I was like, dude, why would you want to put the soap with the cigars? He's like, dude, but what if you order hmm? a cigar, a, a box yeah. of soap and the cigar comes with it? It's and like so that's why. And I was like. And so with all the regulations, we can't necessarily sell the soap because everything's monetized in the from the ATF. So cigars. Uh, yeah, cigars, the ammo. Cigar yep. Yeah. Um, so everything's monetized there. You can't do much. It's sat there and it's babysitted by everyone. Don't do that. Don't do this. So, but on the other side, he's approved to sell cigars and tobacco and all that stuff through Zeal. So down the road, we could we could sell a box of cigars, but have a soap with it. Uh, uh, yeah. But we can't do it vice versa. We can't sell a box of soap with, cigar with cigars in it. in it. Got it. That'd be cool. You're making a face like I'm wrong. Uh, I'm, no, talking about like when I was in uh, um, on the East Virginia. Coast in Virginia, like we went up to D.C. and we were sitting at a restaurant like outside eating and this person dropped off a bunch of cookies. Ooh. So in uh, D.C., I guess it's legal, they paid $80, $75 for a box of cookies. As a gift or a bonus was a bag of wheat. So they didn't purchase marijuana; they purchased cookies. Yeah. So the dispensary but was that local delivery only, and that's not going through the mailing system. It can't. Because technically, yeah, it, it was, I can. It was local. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like they didn't ship yeah. it to you, but it was like so, we mean, could do in-store pickups. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Local, you could pick yeah. up yeah. your cigar soapbox at Zeal Cigars. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you guys can just deliver it themselves with a cigar in it. That's mm. awesome. It'll be two But you guys can do like a little like delivery fee of like five dollars, and you can literally per- buy a car. It's a Prius or something that has really good fucking miles on it mm, in the future. Come on. We're selling it's man super- boxes. We're not selling <laughs> buying a Prius. Bro, you're gonna you're gonna roll up in a your fucking motorcycle. F F fifteen fifty. He drives a diesel motorcycle. and it's a duck. And say it took you five dollars to drive a mile and say, Hey, I'm gonna drop this off for you. No, I'm, you I'm wanna a man. economic <laughs> We're gonna have a drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drone, drone would be dope. <laughs> um, a mile radius, please. <laughs> it can't go far. Yeah, it can't. <laughs> it's not an expensive drone. It's a cheap one. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Last one. I'm good. Good? That was awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I've had a great time. Good. Jake. It's yeah. been real. It's been fun, but not really fun. Yeah, we'll I think do, it's uh, been really fun. I've learned a lot about Nico, and I've known you since seventh grade, eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. Which I just found out about. <laughs> That's a good memory, though, right? <laughs> That's a great memory on your part. Yeah. Me, not so much. But awesome story. I learned a ton about you. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. What's your company name? Again, it was XXIXLTW. Uh, the trucking company is XXII Century. Okay. So it's going to be 22nd Century, kind of like in the future. Okay. But the company that I grew and, and built up is Clever Transco. Clever Transco. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being on. Uh, Thanks for Zeal Cigars for sponsoring. He doesn't know that yet. And Cigar Soapbox for sponsoring because they do know that. And uh, we'll see you guys all in the next one.